Today, we get overly excited about October. Yeah, we go back in time to test Ted. Colin joins us to talk about all the Eldars. Spoiler alert, jokes about giving people the DR ahead. It's, it's episode, episode 7 of, of Mob Rules. again um should we uh cut colin off again yeah. okay so now i'm gonna turn colin off that way he has to earn his way onto yeah. the podcast so um so we 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 cut the f uh, financial part out so he's not gonna buy his way onto the no. show no no we gotta find um i i have i i think i might have like athletes cock so i'm not gonna suggest that he suck me off to get on the show no so what would be another like that's one of your day run? jokes by the way Dude, I didn't get any of the last couple, so I am very happy that I got the first one. <laughs> uh, welcome to Episode 7 of Mob Rules, the uh, podcast that still consolidates into combat. Of course, Ted, figuring out a way to get a blowjob out of this uh, from our guest, Colin. He hasn't worked his way onto this. No, he hasn't. No, yeah, he's no. still off. If you could talk off mic irritatingly, then that, that would be wonderful. And they'd be like, turn me on, turn me on. And then Ted will just still get going. So is it like a jinx thing? We have to say his name three times until and then he comes on? That's not a jinx thing. That's a Beetlejuice thing. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So that's twice we okay. said it already. <laughs> so one more time. Oh, God. I have to turn him on. Back to that, that wonderful intro. Orc. No, Orc. October. I know. I keep thinking it's, it's Orc, too. It's, like, it's oh, such an institution. It's such the worst way to phrase anything. No one's turned your mic yeah, on yet, Shut Colin. up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I turned his mic on. Well, well welcome, Colin, oh, to right. the show. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am now talking because they finally let me. Yeah, so reading well. from that script we gave you. <laughs> like, hello, yes. my name is Colin. I am now talking of my own free will. <laughs> Mob rules is best. <laughs> own free will. All right, we, we made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome aboard. So we, we brought Colin on today, uh, mainly because we want to do a little episode about the uh, dying race of the Eldar. And mm. what, Colin is one of our local players who, who heavily cheats by playing all the Eldars. <laughs> Slightly. Slightly. Uh, so Colin. <laughs> Great dice, loaded dice, and all the Eldar help him. <laughs> you know, I recently saw somebody post about how if they're going to start a uh, 40k army, they were going to start with a bike army, and I just thought that that was ironic. Fucking that that's the, uh, <laughs> 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 Apparently, that was the the descriptive for Eldar. <laughs> like, I'm going to start the a one with jet, jet bike bikes. army. <laughs> oh, you mean the elves? Uh, what are those? No, <laughs> what are you guys? What are the, the jet bikes? Be the evil elves? <laughs> yeah, I guess. So yeah, tell us a little bit about your uh, your hobby and Colin. How long have you been playing 40k? What got you into it? Interview yourself. I, I can't yeah. be bothered. Yeah. Uh, I go back to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing 40k for about six years, give or take. I actually started playing with paper cutouts on the floor. Oh, jeez. Too afford to pour. Too too poor to afford models. <laughs> too afford so, to pour. Yeah. yeah. Too afford to pour. <laughs> and you can actually blame my friends for the Eldar as they. Did you uh, have a lot of paper jet bikes? Actually, no. I was paper space marines. Ooh. So did you draw them? Like, how did you do your papers? Uh, a did you roll them? Cutouts of unit sizes. Oh yeah. It was more 
fantasy style, like oh. unit sizes. Oh, nice. Right. Like X's when they died. It was very rough. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like rip t- rippies or something. Yeah. Like, scratchies. <laughs> so you graduated to, to actual army. So your first real army uh, was, was what space now? Marines. With Space Marines. Yeah. Raven Guard for a while. And then Blood Angels. And then unfortunately Eldar. <laughs> unfortunately. Why do you say that? Yeah. It's not like every time I've played Colin, I've been tabled by turn two. No, uh, oh. I survived till three the last time. Oh. Yeah, then I ran because I refused board. to give up. <laughs> but I, was, I knew I had lost, but I refused to give up. Because I know this is going to go past turn two this time. No, Unfortunately, as just as Eldar, I've had a love-hate relationship. I love the entire fluff, the entire army. <clears throat> Hate everything else. Mm. As it's just not fun playing the one codex people refuse to play. Oh, that's not true. I refuse to play lots of codexes. <laughs> that's true. People, though, yeah, that's true. That's just the people. So you just got done. Uh, you were part of a Battle Brothers. We talked about a couple of episodes ago. You did pretty well with. I'm assuming you're just scummy Eldar list. Actually, no. That time I was playing Admech. Oh, so we we chose our scummy <laughs> list. You're like, no, you know that that's no, not that's, quite that's, scum that's enough. Uh, Let's take no, our Admech. It was it was a slow fall. Like even playing before, I was. Less and less interested, even trying to finish painting before then. I was just like, yeah. I do remember. Do you have a finished army? I mean, do you have a finished Elder army? Or can you feel the painted? If we're playing about 500 points, maybe. Oh, wow. You've but been luckily, for a while. I've just never found. It's just unfortunately painting in me is not the best. Okay. Because I've seen your, your flesh terrors, and so you have an entire flesh have, terrors. Yeah, I have those guys. Yeah. But it's just. I've never found a scheme I really like painting, oh, and then okay. I paint for a little bit, and then find something else. I also need to stop switching armies, but that's the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he was uh, posting updates. Uh, Colin was posting updates of his uh, Eldar army for Battle Brothers. And we're like, dude, you, you're not going to make it. And he's like, oh, I only have like this amount of models to do. And like, yeah, you're, you're you're not going to make it. And then, then again, but I you did. did. No, that was... He uh, made a last-minute army 36 change. Hour, that was like 36 oh. hours of painting 1850 of Admech. Of, of your Admech, right? We want to <laughs> make this Admech. very clear yeah. that <laughs> this is only your Admech. <laughs> to be fair, there was one model who still had like two layers left unpainted because it hit 6 o'clock, and I'm like, I have to get Joe to Battle Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I spent time that just for whatever reason. It mm-hmm. was fun. I'm never doing... Talk, talk into the no. The, the gentle <laughs> shape. Talk at, at <laughs> you know, yeah. no. Just think of it. Like any a tournament after twenty four hours of nonstop painting is yeah. not fun. Well, <laughs> it can be. But yeah, no. Painting is lame. Yeah. <laughs> so you are. Would you say you're primarily a competitive player or a friendly player? Or I'd like to say competitive, but in the entire time I've played, even wave serpent spam, scatter bike spam. I rank horribly every time. Huh. Yeah, it's my luck with the dice. It's Oh, okay. So so when you when you play to win, you lose, but when you is that what you're saying? Like Yeah, like I will when you get cheesy. playing like John or Phil. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. No, it's just my luck. It's like cool, the opponent's half dead. Turn oh. 3, my entire army is gone. Oh. <laughs> Super big surprise that an army comprised entirely of multiple strength 6 shots just wipes out orcs. It's, <laughs> who knew? Good, cool. good thing I'm not bitter about it. Or, yeah. you know, you have like a, a couple units that wound on initiative and my giant uh, squigget is initiative 1. Yeah, we got a good 2 hours of bounce out after that. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, no. Bitterness. Rage all the, the whole time. So what is next for Colin? I know you just finished your your personal Admech army. My personal. Your, your personal Admech army. 
Um, um, for me, it's actually... There, there's a joke there, Ted. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I thought you borrowed it, but anyway. No, it was mine. It was all okay. mine. It was a trade. So uh, <laughs> what the person he borrowed it from gets incensed when we joke that it's Colin's army. Oh. So, right, so, yeah. so I just ruined he it. He had like yeah. three models of it painted. It's like, you know what? I will paint all of it. And I did. And from then point on, I was like, so... This is mine now. <laughs> so I'm glad Colin got his army painted. It was just, so every time we see him playing it, we got to make sure he says, why are you playing Collins Army? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> this boy hasn't pulled it out again, so it worked. Um, so what, what's next for you? What's on the, the horizon? What are you adding? Or- uh, actually going to be Corn, Damonkin, and Renegades and Heretics. Because I have an awful list you would love because you love giant amount of models on the field. I don't love it. <laughs> <There's> just, <laughs> he likes playing that. There's only so much I can, I can do. As an orc player, there's only so many "quote unquote" competitive options I have. <laughs> One of them is a green tide, which I found is particularly effective. You don't like 110 guardsmen and then 76 demons? Oh wow! And, and how many points is that? Oh, that's 1850. Oh geez. Yeah. Uh, and the better part is most of them either come back on twos if they're destroyed or fours. <laughs> what? So it's not necessarily the elder that's the the dick thing. It's it's calling the player. That's <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, no, it's just me. <laughs> I agree. But I guess if they're coming on from your board edge, it's not terrible because you can still kind of shoot them off objectives. And if it's all midfield stuff, then you have. Well, they get outflank. Oh god, oh, you're the geez. worst. Yeah. And they get two dice six to run. So, so is that anything? I mean, can you be? Can you take beasts and have them show back up? Or is no, it... it's only renegade guardsmen. Oh, okay. Are they, like, crappier to make up for that? or? Yeah, they're twos. Across, well, worse guardsmen. Uh, so they're conscripts. conscripts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. they still get melted in plasmas, so. That's not terrible. <laughs> That's not terrible. And they get all their kit back, huh? Yep. You get everything wow. with it on a two-up. Okay. That's God. Dirty hookers. And the demons just go back into deep strike. <laughs> well, Ted, let's let's move on to you here. All right, thank you, Colin. Uh, Am I off now? You took it real yeah, yeah. We're we're turning his microphone <laughs> off until he learns how to, uh, how to play an nice. army I can actually beat. Uh, what have you been uh, working on, Ted? Um, we did our our next Ridwa uh, mission this last weekend. And thank God uh, you didn't have to field any more Morkanots. Oh, Holy cow. oh God! Oh wow! <laughs> so how many are you up to? Uh, well, I have three, but only one and a half is assembled. So, and I have a little over a week. No, not quite two weeks to to get them done. But you know, they they go together pretty easy if you're following the instructions. When you're trying to make like kit bash or not a uh, scratch build <laughs> buzzsaw hands and it looks good and, though. I've seen it. it looks... and, and flippy open door belly. I don't know. His underwear comes down. Amazingly, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah, so it's we, a we, cock battering ram that, that <laughs> shoots out. Swamp already has a belly gun. You just lower it down like yeah. two inches. <laughs> well, so the next one I want to have, um, it, it's gonna, the, the door is going to be three uh, three parts. So it's going to be the top two, kind of like a little bra that flies open. And then like the, the bottom half is going to flip down. <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> like the ass panel on a, on a old prospector's uh, long john. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, Half, yeah, somewhat. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, not really, but sure. <laughs> so and it, it's, it's been taking me a while. Thankfully, I, I called in sick today. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, but it, it's, that's going good. The, the game, um, man, it was it was rough. Like, I had a lot of fun. And I thought for sure I had like Kurt done. Like I was, uh, I mean, he he beats me probably seventy five percent of the time. And uh, 
But yeah, so it was like the mission where the Gruk face ripper is supposed to um, get taken down by uh, Garantius, the the knight, the mm. character knight. And so it's just like showdown between the two of them. Uh, he takes down Gruk, which is you know fluffy, like <laughs> fluffy. And I had like a, a just a pack of uh, mega knobs with him. With uh, a couple of them had the kill saws, and they just rip him a new one. Oh, and yeah. um, and I figured like at that point because you're you're already halfway. You're, you, I start off in the middle of the field basically, and like the deployment is. Um, Kurt gets 12 inches along alongside, and then I get a pyramid shape that starts, or like a, a triangle shape that starts at the middle, exactly at the middle, and then goes back to the long table edge. So I start uh, right up front with a uh, battle wagon with Gruck and his like eight bo- uh, mega knobs in it, and uh, um, and so he opens it up, he gets first turn, pops it open. And then um, I end up assaulting him. He's not able to assault. So that first turn, get him. And then I just figure I'm going to be able to walk right over uh, to the next objective with those guys and just, like, rip up all of his Ogren, all his Bulgren, and then mop through that. But um, he – so uh, Gerantius blows up, kills two of my guys. I fail a morale check, fail my mob check, run <laughs> with the Mega Knobs. The next turn, run again. <laughs> 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 so in the fluff, he's, they're supposed to be like carting Gruck off. So we, I, 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 in order to accept this massive failure, <laughs> I just said that it's fluffy. <laughs> so like that was like half my army right there. <laughs> it's like the Monty Python style when they're attacking the castle, and he's like, "Run away!" <laughs> yeah, strategic retreat. Works it on for. But it was so great. There were so many times where like, oh yeah, man, I got this, and then. He just like pulls out like crazy things, like dropping shells that hit perfectly, rolling sixes, exploding uh, trucks, killing all but two boys, and then mopping them up with veterans. And like, man, I thought I had this. <laughs> <laughs> like these great like assaults that just didn't pan out for me. So it was really fun. Like at the very end, like it just kind of turned real quick, and uh, he got two points. So um, I, I peed on his car on the way out, and now it's okay. So yeah. hopefully, Kurt his car is yours now. Points. <laughs> yeah. This car is yours now, so you're going to have to get that titling information from him. <laughs> Sorry. That's how it works. Make it all nice and legal. I peed on your car, so it's mine. It's worth more than mine. So. <laughs> well, I personally, I, I played 40K. What? Yeah, I know. I know. Part of my 2015-16 uh, uh, reunion tour of actually playing the game. Instead of just um, talking about it for six months? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Instead of like six months of, no, dude, I'm going to play. I'm, I'm going to play. Um, I've been building these models for this game that I've heard about. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's pretty fun. And then uh, some, you know, uh, boring stuff. My work schedule kind of changed, so I might even be able to fit games in on Monday because I get off at like eight now. So, oh wow! Yeah, so I'm pretty psyched about that. <laughs> I know. Call him with your shocked face. That's <laughs> some great, no one can see us. Some great, great radio. <laughs> um, so no, I played uh, against Tyranids, um, uh against a person I have never beaten ever. Uh, mm. So I was super psyched for it. I took my uh, my optimized kind of orc list that I wanted to run. Uh, optimize with orcs? I can. <laughs> you I just can. shut it. Yeah, yeah. Turn them off now. No. Yeah. <laughs> you can. You if you do it just right, you can have a subpar list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you do it. So I ran um, a green side with a uh, hundred boys uh, with uh, nine power claw knobs in there. And one big chopper knob, and then I had a war boss with a power claw in there, and I had a message on my iPad. Um, <laughs> I had a Mad Dog Grotznik in there too. So what that did was so it, good. It's so good. It gave that those a hundred boys uh, fearless, and 
pointlessly enough, Rampage. So if anything with 102 models assaulted me... I'll make sure my army just assaults you all at once. Yeah. So you do gain Rampage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it was, it was terrible. Uh, and then I had a Void Shield Generator uh, with uh, two Death Copters kind of hanging out in it. And then I just had two squads of Grots that were... I ignored the entire game because they were just there to make me get a CAD. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I had a unit of uh, War Bikers as well. And it was the quickest first two turns I have ever played in any game because the alternate list I played was all stabby. There was like zero shooting in it whatsoever. So I'm like, thank you, Void Shield Generator. So he's going to try and or- uh, out-orc you? Yes. That- okay. Yeah. So uh, my first turn, he uh, conceded for me to go first because he has uh, he had two Stonecrusher Carnifixes. He had two regular Carnifixes. He had two Damacarans. So him getting the charge is vital. And then me, for me getting the charge, that was vital. So my first turn consisted of, I passed the turn. <laughs> uh, I didn't move anything. It's exciting game ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were streaming it on Twitch at our local oh. store. Uh, my first two so turns. People's uh, bandwidth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Their, their data packages. Yeah. And filled it with your horrible moves. So yeah, <laughs> my first two turns were, I passed the turn. Uh, and then on turn three... Uh, Josh had moved his Tyranids uh, up and I, I called my Wa and I, I charged. So I moved my Tide forward six inches and then I roll for my run and I get six inches. So I moved them through another six inches and then I roll for my assault and I roll a six and a one and I use the uh, re-roll one of the dice for the here we go roll mm-hmm. and I got another six. So they charged 12 inches. So they uh, on one move moved 24 inches and multi-assaulted uh, his army. Mm. Uh, so I got the Stone Crushers, which I I personally hate those things. Those things. My first experience of Stone Crushers was them wiping my Mega Knob, uh, Mega War Boss unit. Not even trying, just not even trying, just on Hammer of Wrath, mm-hmm. just boom, gone. Um, and then the rest of the game was just figuring out this massive combat. And it turns out, Weapon Skill Four versus Weapon Skill Three, Weapon Skill Four is going to win. <laughs> so. Um, I, I won that game. We were uh, tied for the relic um, because the relic is just surrounded by a pile of I had, and bugs. Yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty much. That's exactly how it was. Uh, I got you just got to stick a grot down in the middle of the pile and get the objective. <laughs> I got secondary on Maelstrom because his entire army was engaged in close combat, and I had two mm-hmm. Devcopters flying about grabbing objectives. Um, and then my personal favorite part of the game, and, and people can go ahead and, and contact us and correct me on this if I got this wrong, but he did the uh, the Tyranid Psychic Shriek. What, what, what's it called? Uh, scream. Yeah, Psychic Scream. And he aimed it at my War Bikers, and he took out like half the squad before he was going to charge it with his Swarm Lord. But then they were still within 12 inches of the Void Shield, and because it's technically a shooting attack, then it would go against the Void Shield. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which Psychic Scream doesn't work against vehicles. I hate Void Shields. So <laughs> I had to hurt. I, I felt incredibly scummy doing it. It's but at the legal. same time, it's a legal move. It was that kind of game. Uh, you know, as weird as it is to say, it wasn't a, you know, quote unquote fun game. Uh, it was a game where we You're were prepping. Tyranids, it's never fun. We were, <laughs> we were prepping a list for like the, the most assholey thing possible. And it. My list worked really well. I, I figured out a couple of rules I need to <laughs> so know. So did you guys decide that, like, ahead of time? Like, all right, we're going to make the most yeah. assholey. Well, it was kind of like... I mean, I guess if you show up with a void shield, yeah, it, already it, there. It's having those conversations well, with your opponent b- b- beforehand is, is nice, yeah. Uh, 
like, hey, what kind of game? And the group that I play in is, is very, very good about, you know, hey, what kind of game are we playing? Are we playing a fun game or are we playing a competitive game? Uh. So, you know, if we say, hey, I want to play a fun game, when we show up, you know, generally, I'm like, okay, well, here's my, like, 17 knights. I know you're bringing boys, so, you know, that that's fine. So, anyway. Oh, it's fine. The knights are the punching, choppy one. Yeah. I'm shooting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And that... That was a great game. I had a lot of fun. And like I said, I, I broke my almost two-year losing streak to this one person. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks for bringing uh, no shooting and, uh, you know, just giant creatures. <laughs> but, okay, uh, I think we are good at that one there. I'm going to go ahead and jump and take a break. Maybe it's a new one. Maybe it's an old one. Um, it'll be it'll be good. Something about animals. Something about animals. Lord. God, love them. Love them. <laughs> Beautiful creatures. Matter. Gynecomastia is a myth. And so is gout. Ever met somebody with gout? I thought so. Why do we know much about these? Because we are soy. It is our job to know about your body. What we do know is, soy is a complete protein that can replace animal protein. It is a great dietary fiber and can reduce your LDL and triglycerides. We also know that if you develop man boobs, it is not our fault. It is your dad's. Soy milk. It's not as bad as they say. Um, these, because I think these questions are good questions. Oh, all right. Or you don't think they are? We're bantering. That's cool. Banter. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> you make me feel like such a bad person sometimes, Ted. The, the, hey, I don't make you. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't make me. Right. I, I, I was under the impression it, it's like the fat people. chick saying, "Oh, does this make me look fat?" <laughs> no, John. You just are fat. <laughs> Welcome back to Mob Rule. Not really. Wow. He's actually a very trim and strapping. Strapping now, yeah. Uh, welcome to October. October? October. October. There you go. That's it. You got to see everything fixes itself. October. Yeah, good. just flipped him off. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. Flipped me off with four fingers. British for fuck British, British for fuck you. Two fingers. So insulted. We, we are. Yeah, but you're Canadian. We're. Anyway, go ahead. We are done. Do they do that in Canada? We're done with the this. Two I'm just going to ignore nice. you. What? They're too nice. They're too nice. Yeah. Do they? They do what in Canada? They're too nice in Canada. Oh, they don't have yeah. a fuck you in Canada. They don't oh, do the no. Burn. They just have. It's a, kind of a nice thing. Isn't if it? they call yeah, you Canada. buddy, they're like, oh, insult. Yeah. Uh, we are we are done with the summer of Sigmar, uh, which brought us uh, amazing new corn models and also mm. Sigmarites. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a giant angel model. Yes, that's a. Dis- oh, jeez, that thing is ginormous. Mm, shitting out comets. <laughs> you ever had that dream? We were just shitting out comets. comets you know. So the, the little swirls aren't really like light or anything. It's actually the blood coming from the torn <laughs> anus. From the <laughs> torn anus. Never, never been pulled from the void and had your soul <laughs> embodied in armor, then shut out comets. Like, I like yeah. the model, except the actual focus of the model is like that big. Yeah, yeah. tiny. Everything. Whatever I'm doing. I can't stand. <laughs> I can't stand that model. I'm sorry. Really? Anyway, it yeah. looks good in person. Oh, well, it's just the focal point is so small, and then mm-hmm. like in order to do. And I know we're getting getting off topic here, and then we never do that. But <laughs> in, in order to make that model look good for me, you have to do such a good job on painting the swirls mm-hmm. that I think that there's just just too many people be like, oh, I painted the dude really well, and like I'll just do the swirls like this, mm-hmm. and then it just it, it won't look good. It's pretty mm-hmm. much like putting a transcendent satan on a uh, night base. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do, yeah, how no, do we fill this up to get the extra 30 accurate. bucks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're talking about the Tau releases that have been coming out uh, mm. slowly, and now kind of a floodgates have opened. So we're going to open. Yeah. By the time this podcast comes out, the first one should be out the following day. Yeah. Yeah, this so. Storm Surge releases tomorrow, yeah. if you're listening to this the day of release, which why wouldn't you? And if, if you're not, <laughs> then it's already out. Mm-hmm. And then people should be getting their um, their Mega Armor. Uh, no, people should have already had it. The a Supremacy Armor. Yep, yeah, few people get that. So let, let's let's uh, talk about that a little bit. Uh, Forge World released the, the first Towton. Yay! Yay! Copyright. Games the- <laughs> <laughs> Workshop already copyrighted that years ago. Yeah. Uh, Chapter House is sued yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> They had one, but I was really tempted to get. But. Chapter House is like, don't sue us anymore, please. We have nothing left. <laughs> uh, raw from last time. The the Squirt some legal very, KY on us first. <laughs> the very popularly received uh, supremacy armor from mm-hmm. Forge World. All uh, six people like it. Uh, <laughs> every single Tau player loves it. And, you know, as a non-Tau player, it's a gorgeous model. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's got that great Forge World possibility where I just, you know... It really should have like a, a Captain Morgan style <laughs> pose of its foot on something that is just oh, destroyed. Yeah. Reminds me of Metal Gear, so Metal Gear Solid, really. It's huh. like giant guns. Yeah. Uh, kind of reminded me of the was it the Max Three Monster from uh, Robotech? It had the three big guns on it. Or, you remember that vaguely? Yeah. I, I wasn't into Robotech. Oh, okay. I'll take a back seat oh. to this yeah. year. <laughs> I don't think they had violent shows in Canada, did they? No. No, they didn't. No, just just yeah. just maple. I remember <laughs> when maple I, maple, ma- maple hockey and you know <laughs> syrup sticks. <laughs> the first time I ever saw uh, nudity on on the television was actually in Canada when I was working there as a kid. <laughs> the first time <laughs> I ever saw nudity on television was on satellite television. Yeah. Where our receiver box picked up some German channels, oh, wow. and German channels are just loaded with boobs, or at least oh, they were when I was a kid. So well, yeah. it's Germany, yeah, it's Germany. <laughs> so the supremacy armor, uh, I think my favorite thing rules-wise about it was that the day that Forge World published the the, the rules for the, for the item, and we'll get more into it mm-hmm. later. Uh, the internet was aflame with rage. Uh, oh what not, what what not i know <laughs> it's crazy it never gets upset about that yeah. what was hilarious it's to me free is, money god damn it, it didn't come last year they weren't upset about the barrier shield generator which gives a ridiculous and vulnerable save to a toughness nine model <laughs> they weren't upset about the 10 wounds or the d weapons or or the triaxis cannon which is you know the heavy six strength seven ap3 marine killer mm-hmm. two of them they yeah. were upset and arguing about how many weapons our gargantuan creature can fire in one turn. That was the only argument I saw. And I'm like, guys, it's... And I know, like I said, I, I always try and say before saying, hey, guys, let's be positive about this. But in a very brokenly undercosted model, um, the the fact that everyone's arguing about uh, a gargantuan creature firing more than two weapons a turn it was, was amazing to me. Well, any uh, uh, super heavy can fire everything. So yeah. why would you not? Because gargantuans in the rule book, they're shooting. Uh, they they follow the shooting rules as monstrous creatures, mm-hmm. which monstrous creatures can only fire two. But the gargantuan rules supersede that particular rule. It's it's all the permissive rule set, mm-hmm. vague explanation of not. It's is because it wasn't specifically said that hey these guys fire everything. It's like. Yeah. 
Hey, they follow all rules for monstrous creatures, but they can fire all their weapons. Oh. People just chose to ignore the "but they can fire all their weapons" part. So, so uh, being able to fire that the uh, twin link burst cannons <laughs> in addition to your all your D templates—that's that's what killed it. So, them. yeah, yeah, wow. that, that would be Hello, the internet. The, the two triaxis ion cannons, the oh. one pulse ordnance multi driver system, uh, and yeah, it does oh. have the vigilance defense system, which is even more guns. Uh, which, but that's only for you know Overwatch at BS. No, it's normal. Two. Is that normal too? Oh god, I'm so positive about this. Positive. Such a good model. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, come on, Wraith Knight. We don't talk about that. <laughs> We're not allowed to mention those words. You know what? It's here's you know because that's the argument I heard yeah. when, when people are like, well, when compared to a Wraith Knight, it's not uh-huh. bad. That's kind of like saying like compared to being stabbed in the stomach being <laughs> shot in the arm isn't terrible no they're both bad things you shouldn't use to oh, measure other whatever. things by it's, and again it's just super salty me being mm-hmm. all mad that my gargantuan super heavy creature is almost as many points as this mm-hmm. and nowhere near as good and you have super lavas that's kind of the yeah. game yeah it's it's i don't know it's, it's the, the thing is like it's 600 points um yeah maybe that's undercosted, but you know, like once you start, once somebody assaults it with a bunch of grots or maybe some fearless guardsmen, like a, a conscript squad. <laughs> the main like issue is ten percent of the value, and it's stuck there the entire game. Oh, I mean, well, you can't you bog know? it down, but say you're doing a normal eighteen fifty game, uh-huh. there's still twelve hundred fifty points of tau between you and it. So you you have to yeah. focus, like you said, almost an entire fearless squad to tie it up in combat. But, you know, the, that's the thing with any of these. Like, something comes out, it's going to own, but then people are going to figure the way around it, and then, you know, it's not an issue anymore, or whatever. I'm, I'm just, I have no problem with the meta changing. And at some point, people are going to realize, like, oh, okay, if I just take a bunch of grab guns, we can take this thing down in a heartbeat. It's about a thousand points of crab centurions, I think. Yeah, <laughs> or, we, we did the math Oh my gosh, some uh, Necron warriors, like, instantly wounding on sixes? Like, why not, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I agree it, it with you. Drop. Any any meta shift is good. Yeah. But to to me, this this model, I just I've not disliked that model. I mean, like I said, we uh, we spent a long time sitting, kind of math hammering it out, what mm-hmm. it would take to take this thing down. And you know, we went weapon by weapon. So last cannons, okay, that's good. We just need you know twelve hundred points of last cannons to to take it down. Uh, and then grab cannons. You 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 figured out the grab cannon. I think it's about a thousand, if not a little bit more, of just grab centurions and drop pods to kill it. Mm. And then, like like Colin said, like my issue, and I said it's something I know I have to put on my big boy pants. I need to kind of grow <laughs> up and realize that you know meta changes and all this other stuff here. But having to devote almost a thousand points of your army to be specifically tailored to this one thing, when there's still twelve hundred points of tau, which we all know is going to be three riptides, broadsides, other kind of stuff like that that are roaming freely, jump shoot, jumping all over the place, mm-hmm. just. It doesn't sound like a fun game to me. I don't know if I'm just being super negative about the whole thing. I, I think so. I mean, I think that like once it's, once one of those pops out and you either start dealing with it or not, you know, I think you could probably ignore it. Maybe not. You know, it's it's like anything. Like people complained about uh, Warhounds and that or Knights when they came out. You know, nobody wanted to play against the super heavy, and now they're all over the place, and it's not a big deal. Like it's just not. You know, like I mean, I, yeah, it's just fairly striking to me. At least this seems to be one of the very standout ones that Forge World has released in a while that's been off. I mean, lately you had, you know, the Chaos Knights and the Chitin, Chaos Dunes and Chitin, which are all right. They're Mm -hmm. nothing broken. They're basically knights. And then they go and do this. It's Mm -hmm. just, 
it's offsetting, yeah. which is really weird for Forge World because they're generally fairly good. I, I think that's where my, my big concerns are coming from. It's like I said, you know, in Forge World, we trust that, you know, when they release rules nine times out of ten, they're very well balanced. Um, you know, you can tell they've been play tested through and, and they're good, solid rules that make sense for the unit. And, and now for me, it's just kind of like, again, being super negative about it. Oh, so that's two tau things <clears throat> that have been released under costed. I guess the benefit of it to me is that Forge World FAQs things quicker than GW practice. Mm-hmm. So if it if really... team actually responds to you. Right. I mean, so if it really is an issue, I see it being fixed. Um, if it's not an issue, Ted, like you're, you're saying there, then it's, it's not. I mean... Well, you know, first off, like, it doesn't have the stamp of approval on it. It doesn't say experimental, but it doesn't have a stamp of approval on it. And so, that's the other troubling thing as well. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's not going to be showing up in tournaments. You know, even if people are going to pick and cherry pick what they want in their tournaments, you know, mm-hmm. like, of course, they're going to cherry pick that out. But even if you're going to uh, open it blankly, you know, it's yeah. not going to be there because it's not authorized yet. So, you know, maybe you will see a shift. Maybe you will see, I'm like, a point increase. Playing one, but, you know, yeah. Once. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and but, so the more yeah. the more I think, I'm sorry for jumping in there, Colin, but the, the more the more I think about what you're saying, Ted, as well, is just, I mean, there are ways around it. I mean, mm-hmm. me personally, for my list, my way around it is to get into combat with everything as quickly as possible, because then, screw you, you can't shoot yeah. anything. Um, bogging it down with conscripts or grots or, or something like that, mm-hmm. um, that'll work. Um, I just, I like I said, I just, I haven't figured out a good way to to take it down yet and i think once that and that's going to come because these things are selling like holy cow are they selling mm. so i think finding out ways to take them down is going to come quick i just you know personally hope that the answer to to beating it isn't you know buy this 500 hundred dollar thing <laughs> and it takes it down super quick or, hey, or a bunch of grots just, just get a warlord <laughs> titan that'll kill it in one turn by well <laughs> yes but yeah, yeah. No, it's super good. So anyway, on to the more positive stuff for me personally. Uh, like I said, I, I hate being negative about things. I just need to have a better attitude about this Titan. Um, on to the, the Storm Surge, which I love the names of all these things. I hate that model. Just, oh, I like oh, oh, oh the negativity just moved down. around the table. Oh. That's all I'm being negative about it is I just hate the model. What it about looks awesome. What? I, I love that they put, you know, like there's an open top to it. I love that you have, you can see the people inside of it. Like, you know, for the longest time, like people try to envision like how tower are going to look inside their via- inside yeah. their suits, and pretty pretty comfy from cool. the looks of it. And yeah. the idea that it's going to be, I mean, it's essentially a tank. I mean, they they say that like in it's the a white door. artillery piece, They're like yeah, this is this is a tank, and and so you know it has like that weird kind. Of, I mean, I think like the, uh, the top half looks like a tank, the bottom half looks, yeah. I don't know, like somebody's wearing jodhpurs. It's just the really weird proportions. Yeah. Maybe the missile launchers were sculpted a bit differently. Besides, uh, literally, just looked like someone cut a box in half. Yeah. And then push missiles in it. For, it that seems less Tau-y than for me. You Tau-y. know, I was. It seems like it's more Tau than Tau. <laughs> they, they, they took the Tau and they like they turned it up to twenty. They're like, but it only goes up to ten. No, bitch. It's like this is going up to twenty. Gundam had sex with Tau. Yeah, it's the most yeah. Incestu- incestuous relationship. But I think what really changed it for me. You know, I don't mind the model. I mean, I was similar to, to you, Colin, when I first saw it. To me, the pose. I mean. But something I've learned about GW models is the initial pictures you see of models mm-hmm. generally are not the best yeah, pictures of showing be. them off. So, yeah. As soon as someone has one, I'll probably change my opinion. Yeah. But just yeah, the off, book. off that initial white dwarf shot on the cover, to me it was the fact is why is his leg spread wide open and can you model a dick there? <laughs> really, I just think he's taking the crap in a cornfield. <laughs> so I mean, I mean that's the point. But then when I, I saw the picture. <laughs> 
the picture of the the storm surge beside an imperial knight and then you mm-hmm. get a better sense of the scale i like the model a hell of a lot more now that i know it's about the size of a knight mm-hmm. and especially that my my first thought was like holy crap how big is that gun because based on the pictures i've saw i've seen mm-hmm. and again I don't know why Games Workshop don't think of this. When you look at the artistic style of the suit, you look at the posing of it, mm-hmm. you automatically assume it's Riptide size. Just, I mean, from, from the looks of it there. I mean, my mm-hmm. initial thought was, hey, that's Riptide. And having something like that being Riptide size with the proportions of the kind of the legs compared to the gun. It has a lot better legs. It looks, yeah. <laughs> to nice to me, it doesn't it doesn't look good in that proportion and that scale. But upscale to a, ty- or a, a knight size, I think it looks a heck of a lot better. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I like the the more, I, it almost you know like the old Japanese like nineteen sixties seventies like uh, Japanese robot uh, mm-hmm. models that they used to have like not quite Votoms. I think there's like, a few others, but it kind of had like that militaristic robot kind of thing. And I, I think they're kind of going that way. Um, it seems like with like the somewhat squarish, but then still have like a dome kind of thing, and um, you know the little vision slits and stuff. I I, I really dig, but it's. It's more obvious, I think, that like that's a vision slit instead of just like some <laughs> rectangle cut yeah. out of their armor and stuff. Um, but I think that like when I think about it, you know, it, reposing it to where you know he's sauntering through the battlefield with you know this huge rack of missiles on top, you know, I think that's yeah, I mean, maybe just change up the legs so yeah. it's not no, <laughs> taking it down in the corner. Yeah, that's why I have to wait to fully confirm my opinion yeah. on the C one. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm gonna try and see the, oh, the little the details too. Like, like the, the vents on the gun that mm-hmm. you can model open, like his <laughs> uh, his little uh char uh, reactor unit mm-hmm. that you can have oh, yeah. expressing. It's oh man. So uh, he comes in at uh now no, we're gonna you know do this in a very clever way here. Seventy oh, okay. seventy two melta bombs is the cost of one of those guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> people don't like uh, sharing points costs. Yeah. Um so seven I mean honestly I think this guy is fairly priced. Um, the guns are good. They're not over the top though. Um, they're a weight of fire, fire unit more than anything else. It does come with the, uh, where you hear this Silic ion raker is it a choice for it, uh, which is the assault six strength seven AP four. Mm. Uh, you can overcharge that to a strength eight AP four, uh, heavy one large blast. But like I said, to me, not, not terrible. Mm. Uh, if it doesn't move, I believe it loses its stomp. No, the no. rule is uh, has anchors. Yeah, at the beginning of the fir- beginning of the shooting phase, you may anchor yourself, and then that goes on to the next. It doesn't take effect to the next turn when during phase you can't move, but then you may fire twice your guns twice, so it gets double missiles, double giant thing, but it can't move, can't stop. But you can pull up, pull up at any point. So if if that turn you're like, yes. oh wait, I changed my mind, uh, you walk. can walk <laughs> at the beginning of any of your movement phases. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's attack. I mean, so God, that's gonna be nasty. I think. Yeah, it's gonna be nasty. But it's it, not a super like what three plus save and toughness six. Like you can yeah, drop it yeah. with bolter fire. But you know, I think if you if you could double tap and you can bring up to three of them in a unit. Yeah. You know, and I, I think what a. Uh, um, there, since they're gargantuan, you could be firing it. You could split your fire. You could do whatever you want. That's a weird thing that I brought up to one of our local judges with the way a unit of them would fire. Mm-hmm. Because, well, yes, you can fire all your weapons at different targets. Mm-hmm. How does that work for a unit of GMCs being able to fire? They would be able to fire all of their all of their weapons at different targets. Yeah, for right now, what he said is right now they'd fire one gun at one unit and then do whatever else they wanted to. But <laughs> that's just weird because there's no ruling or even in yeah. the rulebook for... GMCs. GMCs I'm sure we'll see something. Yeah, GMCs codex. are some of the most underruled things uh, currently. 
there's not, I guess I, I guess with like um, race other than race nights, mm-hmm. I don't see too many of them out there. I mean, they they are most other DMC. While, well, there are the tuned ones, which are horribly overcosted. But uh, yeah, the Rafe Knight is generally the one you only see nowadays, besides mm-hmm. maybe Mr. Squiggles. Mr. Squiggles, <laughs> I'll take him out. But it's, it's hard, it's so hard. He died so easily. Uh, <laughs> All right, so moving on. I mean, we. I've, I want to say I like the model. I like mm-hmm. the rules. I think it's a fair balance unit. From what they've made, being a released Lord of War new one, mm-hmm. this is probably even fair and balanced compared yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I want to say the Rafe Knight is probably the worst. It was probably a mistake, and they didn't know what they were doing correctly. But then this, for what it could have been, it could have been a lot worse, but this is for its points cost and what it can do, it's pretty fair. I prefer this being a Lord of War than a Riptide being a Lord of War, which was what I know what some people are like, oh, well, they made Wraith Knights Lord of War, so they're just going to make Riptides back. No, because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people own at least three of them, and the feedback of that would be ridiculous. Well, I own two Wraith Knights, so. <laughs> I'm going to do like a Sarah McLaughlin-esque ad for your poor Riptide, or Wraith Knight that doesn't get used anymore. Apocalypse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, moving on. The the one uh, that's going to be coming out for pre-order next week is going to be the XV-95 Ghost Keel. The pirate battle suit. I love this model. It, yeah. uh, it's almost to the point where I either want to buy one or offer to paint someone else's one because the things that this thing... It just it looks amazing. I'm mm. a huge fan of this model. Uh, to the point where I didn't really read the rules for it because <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, that looks so cool. To me, this is kind of the the typical how a robot sh- suit should look, huh. with that you know that single camera lens oh, okay. eye on the front. It's more rounded, whereas you know that portal, like, yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah, like Wheatley. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's got that you know where most of the 40k aesthetic and especially the Marines mm-hmm. is um, squares and you know everything's you know oh, yeah. clunky looking. Um, this to me is the first kind of piece of technology where it's rounded and, and the contours mm. of it, it looks fantastic. It fits a lot well with, I don't know if you've seen the uh, experimental Tau suits from Forge World. Yeah. yeah. You know, it suits a lot more because those are more of the curved mm. alien aesthetic as opposed to the crisis suits, which if they do get a new model on this will probably look a lot better. They but, kind of have those like the knobbly things on the, on the thighs. Yeah. I think it's a lot like that. Uh, yeah, you're right. This model is. Although I think the the one thing I don't like is the head because it just seems like there's a, uh, um, how old is it? A, a, a stealth suit like glued in there. <laughs> but well, they have multiple heads. It's a right? giant stealth suit. No, yeah, the, it is. But the rumor is it has a removable a cockpit piece. Okay. So you can see the pilot oh, on the inside. And, and dude, that's the thing is like if it has that, I mean. I was all when I so when I saw the leaks for this model, I was mm-hmm. almost at the point of I need to start a Tau army. Oh. But then I realized <laughs> I have like fifty other projects, so yeah. I, I won't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I honestly think I, I have a couple friends who play Tau and be like, uh-huh. hey, hey, buddy, uh, <laughs> well, that's a nice ghost kill yeah. you got there. Um, Rules wise, um, you, you don't want one kind of crappy looking ghost kill beside your nice looking <laughs> ghost kills. Would you that. mind? <laughs> uh, it comes with stealth drones. Uh, the MV5 stealth drone gives any model um, stealth and shrouded. Or gives the... Uh, uh, sorry. All models in a unit with one or more stealth drones receive the stealth special rule. Uh, any models already have stealth receive a shrouded special rule. So this mm-hmm. makes this thing an incredibly hard thing to kill for most people. Unless you have strength 10. Well, it's still uh, a two-up cover save. Okay. But if you can beat the beat that, anything strength 10 can yeah. double it out. Yeah. I, so that's, that's that one's three. tough. It's What's a that? three up toughness five. So if you can yeah. get through the cover save and get within uh-huh. 
But as a distraction <clears throat> unit, <clears throat> this thing is amazing. I mean, yeah. it throws out just enough of firepower I mean, to be... It's not many points either, right? It's, it's, hun- it's so melt bombs. Um, <laughs> 20... No. Well... 26 so, melt bombs. Uh, and I'm, on, I'm actually on the opposite side, not being negative, just being a opposite side of positive. <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> Whatever that is. I think it's all right. I don't think it's overly amazing, overly no. strong. It's... Even as a distraction unit, it's... If you can get within 12 inches, it will die faster than a Demon uh-huh. Prince. I think I think that's what you know. Like any stealth suit really is. like It's just a distraction unit. It's not going to be a... It could... But at least in, stealth suits a, have marker lights. Yeah. But I mean, in, a, in the right circumstance, like that or stealth suits can be can be nice. But you know, I don't I don't see it as like a game changer. It's not an auto changer. Like, so but it's fun. It looks cool. So it comes in the weird situation of having a giant monstrous creature hiding in a slightly tall barricade, being <laughs> two up cover save, being four times the size of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be but I think the major thing I really like about it is it's one special rule: be able to force a unit to snapshot. Mm. Yeah, that, that's. Yeah, so it's uh, once per battle in the enemy shooting phase, you can uh, disrupt the targeting systems of one enemy unit that is targeting it or its unit. Oh, okay. So if you shoot at it, you can just make them do snapshots. Oh. All right. Which is, I mean, it's honestly, like I said, I super, I, I love this model. Yeah. I can't. So I think all its weapons are really close range, so it, it seems yeah, like it's going to be 24, I think. <laughs> yeah, the fusion weapons are 18. Standard are the, the Ion Raker's 24. Oh, man. I said the Ion Raker rules for the... Uh, oh, I got that wrong. Oh, guns <laughs> for the other say, one. The Storm Surge does have the reverse conversion beamer. Yeah. Yeah. But no, no. The Ghost Heal, I think, is a good rounded unit. Um, mm-hmm. I know a couple of our local players, or one of our local players, was talking about how using it for distraction and then putting it into an assault would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a little expensive cost-wise to, to be throwing into Assault, uh, especially with Weapon Skill 2. Uh, but, I, like I said, it's it's the model itself. I, I, I can't yeah. stress enough how much I really love this I've model. I've always liked the Tau models, honestly. Like, I like the Riptide, except when its feet, its ankles are like... <laughs> and that's one of the things. Never start in Tau Army, because uh, I would break all of them, like, <laughs> like at the ankles. And I, I don't want to pin that much. I would spend more time pinning it than pinning it. So I got that one Riptide. I think I had him, like, holding onto a tree. So that was at least like that. And I think the next one, I want to have him, like, uh, kind of bulldozing into the ground as he fires. Uh, like, uh, so, yeah, we'll, that, we'll mitigate that. Like John Wu. Things. <laughs> have one of them with his hand over yeah. his, like, filter like this. Like, no, no, guys. No. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll... I'll October. Ooh, and we also have what new crisis suits we have possibly new uh, fire warriors new fire warriors this is exciting and apparently there's a few other units that might be coming out according to the decal sheet that's been leaked from what i've seen and what people are saying is that this might there's be like slight s- variations okay may not be whole new units but at least different if you uh, do the crisis suit and the siege unit and then you yeah. have okay because yeah. I know one of them, what is it, Cold Star, I think is... Uh, I think that's a commander suit, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, because a Cold Star oh. variation is supposed to be like their space suits. Oh, okay. And I think what's the other one is essentially... Enforcer? Yeah, the Enforcer or whatever. I think that's essentially just... Um, Farsight suit. Farsight suit. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. So, so if no. they get more variation, what they can take, that'd be nice. Hmm. So, new codex, hopefully, new uh, new models coming. I we'll think do it's... a whole episode on it. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a great Tomorrow. time to be a stupid blue fish face, dude. <laughs> with you know, with hooves. An mm. overpowered gargantuan monstrous creature. Uh, let's take a break. Yeah, right? let's go ahead and take a break. And we'll be back with less pitching about Tao. Goodbye. Bye. Guys, does this sound familiar to you? 
Not tonight, honey. I have a headache. Of course it doesn't. You're a miniature wargamer. If you haven't seen a lady to, you're already a man. But if some down-on-her-luck dame finds her way into your home... Daddy didn't love me. Beat the excuse with generic aspirin, now made with 3% less animal bones. Generic aspirin. Three million dead lab animals can't be wrong. Um, the pizza was really good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I think the barbecue was my favorite. Mm-hmm. The the pe- pepperoni was nice and crispy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Abanda doesn't listen to this, so, so you don't have to compliment oh, her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Oh. So, we are on our test head section, which... Before, when I've done it, has mm-hmm. been based off of questions I found off the internet. But as much as that destroys my soul to, to have to search DACA or, oh. or other war seer sites oh. for... You don't for, like the internet? I love the internet, but some people's rules questions make my brain hurt. Oh, oh like, yeah. You know, like, people dude, want... your codex will answer that. Like yeah. That kind of thing. Like, okay, so I'm firing a gun and I'm ballistic school like three. Why am I not hitting on twos? And you're like... Math, dude. Math, dude. <laughs> but but no. But if if a blast hits a unit and then scatters back to the unit behind it, the unit you targeted gets hit. Oh god. Yeah. I think that was <laughs> that was the example I found that broke my back on doing this. So instead I we now have seven itinerations of the Warhammer forty thousand rulebook from the start of Rogue Trader all the way to the seventh edition. Nice bird. Yeah. Brought to you by Tier One. Seventh <laughs> edition that uh that we have now. <laughs> So I have culled through and got rules questions from each uh, codex or codex rulebook, uh, mm. and some of their codexes at the time as well. And we're going to ask you, uh, Ted, and our guest questions. Uh, in... <laughs> you got demoted to just guest. Yeah. Well, the, this the is guest kind of a... formerly known as Colin. Formerly known as Colin. After on the right my mic again. Uh, so, Ted, you've been playing since Rogue Trader. You took a little bit of a break, but you know, essentially that Colin we we established earlier. You started in fourth edition. Uh, completely, you know, ironically enough, all my questions are from Rogue Trader through third edition because the the all-star stack fourth too. No, 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 no fourth. Wow. This is horrible because, okay. No, they're not super specific rules and there are a couple of like easy ones in there. I mean, if it's third, I got to lock down. Like I sat out second and Rogue Trader, I was prepubescent, so... Like I was making shit up. So my first, my first uh, five <laughs> questions here are all from second edition. Okay. Oh, uh, dick. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> okay, you got this. Okay, so uh, we need to find some way of buzzing in, I guess, or uh, raise hands or whatever way that burp won't... into the mic, Colin. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> burp on the mic. The one kill. Get some soda. <laughs> whatever way won't kill Ted's eardrums when we do it. Clap, clap loudly. Oh, no, no, that's the worst. <laughs> okay, so in second edition. There uh-huh. were three different dice in the box. Oh, there was a scatter dice. Okay. There was a D6. What was the third dice? Sustained fire dice. Oh, you didn't indicate. <laughs> oh, so... <coughs> Call it. <laughs> Sustained <laughs> fire dice. <laughs> I have a ton of those in my dice bag because yeah. I don't know what to do with They're them. They're amazing. Yeah, I love <laughs> like, them, yeah. I, I actually threw one this last weekend during the Red Wall. I was like, and I... Whoa, no, sorry. <laughs> that was five editions ago. I was like, how'd you roll an eight on a six-sided dice? So, uh, follow... Dice, that's a seven. Because I'm cheap as hell and don't throw anything away. <laughs> follow question. You should see my underwear it's a holy mess <laughs> what color were the sustained fire dice red originally white none of you guys are indicating <laughs> oh <laughs> white uh in the second edition box they were white and <laughs> colin would you like to steal oh red red yeah oh oh man i don't have any of the red ones huh 
Well, we're going to find out if I'm wrong later, but I don't think I have. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're just going to get so mad if you're wrong. So. <laughs> All 12 of our listeners are going to get pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be a, a Price is Right style question. Because uh, I have the exact number here, but I don't think it would be fair because I don't think either of you would oh, get it. Okay. Um, but how many Orc models came in the second edition box? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> 30? No, no. Oh. Is that, what, is that your final answer? Uh, 20. You, you don't have to burp when I'm going to ask both of you without... <laughs> Why? I'm good at it. Okay. <laughs> Colin, how many models? Closest without going over. So you say 40. Uh, and the correct answer is... 56. Is that including the grots? There was 40 grots. Oh, I thought you said orcs. Didn't you say orcs? Oh. Technically. Technically. We both got it wrong then. Technically, you're right. Because there's only 15 orcs. And one cardboard dread. So you both got it wrong. Thanks for correcting that. (laughs) All right. I like all my chances of winning. (laughs) Uh, How many... I I still have all of them. How many flamer templates? Uh, Colin. Two. No. Ted. One. No. <laughs> there was yeah, three, it was cardboard. There, there was, was cardboard there was three flamer templates. There was a hand oh, the hand, flamer, there was a right. hand flamer template, there was a flamer template, and a heavy flamer template. Oh, I don't remember the heavy flamer template. Guys, remember the good old days when you needed four templates? Seriously. <laughs> and they're cardboard, so you had no idea how many guys you're covering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it can't be any worse to start off track the whippy sticks you get in any of the starter boxes oh, that aren't oh, actually yeah. 12 inches. They're yeah. 17 yeah. and a half inches but or something. They're best for beating people <laughs> with. Seriously, I have a stack of those. Like, have you measured the ones you got? With? Are they actually, at Sigmar, are they actually, I, I haven't. Oh, no. No, I need to. Yeah. yeah. They're pretty good. They look like they They look awesome. Yeah. Um, what was the second edition expansion called? Oh, was that, um... <coughs> that's, me, that's me answering. Either. <laughs> uh, Ted. Um, it was... <laughs> um, damn it. Sorry, I just lost it. So, if you want to try and steal. I know there was... I nothing. I don't think there was Angels of Death. There was... That was a codex. Yeah. Uh, and then... No, some reason that was Orca Morca, but no, that's another game. Yeah. <laughs> that's a separate game yeah, that, was, that is amazing. The, the end of second, and then there's Necromunda, but yeah, that was another. Uh, the correct answer is Dark Millennium. Oh. Which added Psychers. Okay. Mm. The worst things in the game. <laughs> now, what armies came in the third edition box? Colin. Dark Eldar and Space Marines? Got it. What faction of Space Marines? <laughs> Black Templars. Ted gets half a point. Because <laughs> technically, Colin, you were correct. I'm just yes, no, yeah, being mean about it. <laughs> now, now is the two meanest questions that I could possibly find. What page? <laughs> In the second edition of <laughs> Warhammer 40,000, what is the strategy rating of a squad? Oh, Jesus Christ. They're fairly strategic little dwarves. Six. Ted? Um, damn, I'm trying to, re- okay, so, because <laughs> I, I, I think like they, yeah, they, it was, it was how you, if you got first turn, you used your uh, strategic you, rating. You rolled a dice, you added your strategic rating. Yeah. Um, I miss these days. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no. Um, <laughs> when a 500 point game lasted six hours, uh, I want to say it was a two. Ted's right. It was a two. Oh, okay. Force let me down. <laughs> They're slow, man. You can outmaneuver them in a heartbeat. Oh, God. It, does, it is all second edition stuff. I should, this game should really just be called a bunch of second edition questions and then one question. Uh, 
In second edition, explain the fumble rule. Fumble rule? Mm-hmm. Do we get all like Blood Bowl all of a sudden? Fumble rule. Uh, I'll give you a clue. It's in it's in oh, hand to hand combat. Oh. Is that when you drop the ball? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's in Blood Bowl, that would be absolutely correct. <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, okay. That's another Ted one. I got nothing. No, shot, shot in the dark, Colin. Just shot in the dark. Fumble rule in close combat? Yeah. Put your head in a Games Workshop's <laughs> Games Designer head. Okay, yes. from the 80s. And uh, so it's it's when you whiff in close combat and end up striking one of your uh, allies or one of your teammates. Well, how do you do it? Uh, I imagine you roll a one. Yeah. You a successive one. You roll a for... one on your attack dice. Mm-hmm. They should bring that back, roll back only for orcs because they, no, they attack. No, screw that. <laughs> my, my green tide would murder themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Out of 60 dice, I rolled 41. 21. Yeah. All right. So uh, all I have left here is I have two prices of right style questions. Oh, man. Uh, again, from second edition oh, in, the, in the Chaos Codex. <laughs> Uh, it's closest without going over. So, with that in mind, how many points is one Plague Marine in second edition? Oh. Uh. 28 points. 28? Colin. Points-wise, they probably went up. Actually, probably went down because of that. I'll go with 20. Uh, they were actually 35. Ted, oh. you're closest without going over. And then last one here, including war gear, how many points is Karn the Betrayer in second edition? Go for it. Two hundred and five. Two hundred and five? Ted. <laughs> I gotta muster another burp. <laughs> you with your easy raising hand this. <laughs> so like you don't have hands. One sixty. 160. <laughs> Colin was closest. He's 217. Wow. He was I'm a glad he went down in points because <clears throat> that would be awful. Oh, jeez. Okay, so now you guys are tied because you're dicks. Wow. <laughs> Four each. So, so do we uh, both get handies? Uh, yeah, yeah. We you both get handies. Athletes dick. What? Remember, we have athletes dick, so we can. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sucks to be him. Yeah. <laughs> you're not uh, the one that's going to have itchy palms. John is. <laughs> So, <laughs> on the fly. Oh shit! I'm pulling out the Imperial book. Guard book from Second I'm Edition. Here. Why you have a Second Edition? Yeah. Guard book. I have uh, the majority of the Second Edition codexes down there. Oh, nice. So we're gonna play a Second Edition game tomorrow. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> no, I don't have three years. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. What was the ram that value? Art is amazing. <laughs> what was the uh, the strength of a ram from a chimera? Oh. There's probably calculus involved since it's second edition. It's it's a, it's a single number. Oh, uh, closest without going over, or closest gets it. <coughs> strength six. Colin. Seven. Colin's closest. It was actually strength eight. Oh, <laughs> I looked at my two page data sheet, and that was the easiest thing I could decipher. <laughs> so we tested Ted. Uh, he knows less about older rules than someone who never plays them. We are going to go ahead. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back to talk about Colin's favorite thing, Dicky Armies. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Tier 1 Cards and Games, a place where you can get your tabletop and trading card games needs, or come and play competitively or casually. Use this promo code, Get wrecked to get twenty percent off all Games Workshop items in store. Don't forget, have a tier one day. We have a returning champion, 
Not Ted. Not Ted. <laughs> guest. <laughs> the guest formerly guest known as Colin. Formerly known as Colin. Uh, we are now going to be talking about our, our, our main topic today. We're going to be talking about the, the snivelly little bastard Eldar. Uh, yeah, the D. Elves. There'll be no bias, obviously, in our in no our salt. talks of these people. No salt whatsoever. <laughs> um, talking mainly about, you know, not so much how they play on the table. I think, you know, everyone who's listening to us that knows how they play on the table, uh, you know, knows the usual stuff they hear about. You have a bit of a bit. What's really, you know, amazing to me is their their story and, and kind of the role they play in, in fucking up the galaxy. Because uh, percent of it's their fault. They, they play a pretty <laughs> major role in everything. Uh, I know back in the before times when, you know, the Elder were the thriving race. Um, then they just turned into a bunch of horny, kinky people and just fucked each other so much. You know, when you party so hard, you create a god. You probably did something right. <laughs> oh, but is it right, though? <laughs> so... I, I'm just, like as you describe them, I just keep thinking of like the evolution of Europe throughout the years. <laughs> That's actually pretty accurate. You have fucked up the world. You turned hedonistic. Uh, the way you. Europe's going, we should have a new chaos god probably about fifty <laughs> years. So uh, tell us a little bit about the the elder. We started at the beginning, way in the beginning, being mm. one of the races created by the old gods, including the orcs. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, they had to create them. So uh, I had to do the fight while Ponce is doing art. Anyway, I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> the Eldar were involved in basically whooping the old Necrons into submission and in the fight with the old with the old gods, and then from them decided to say we're gods of the universe. We don't care. We can destroy universes at whims. And let's fuck. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> they ran out of things to do. Had no care in the world. No. And then that's how much happened. It's like how babies happened, except this one was a god of evil. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's my, my favorite thing about them is they were created to, you know, save the galaxy. And the old ones were like, you know, save us from these evil Necrotier people who have brain cancer or whatever the hell it is they have from the atmosphere. And they do that. They save the world. And then they get, like, super cocky about it. And then they get, I think, just bored and unstimulated because, you know, it was obviously race created for, for a specific purpose. Uh, they get bored, they get stimulated, so they, you know, giggity, stimulate themselves <laughs> and others to the excessive point where there's so much pleasure in the universe from this one race that, that a god is born and a new hole is torn in the universe in in the Eye of Terror, which was kind of, I guess, the the gape from the the birth of Slanesh. Yeah, because the Eye of Terror is centered on the, basically the center of the Eldar, the old Eldar Empire, is all the worlds in there were eldar home worlds so so what happened to to the eldar when they they got you know oh we probably shouldn't be orgying all the time the smart ones were in the webway hanging out which are now the dark eldar the slightly less smarter ones but still smart ones <laughs> fled on craft worlds everyone else became dead <laughs> hence why they're now the dying race so and, and there wasn't a lot of people in the craft worlds when they went because there was a it's really weird because, unfortunately, being GW and their background fluff, they never articulated how many... Because Eldar are the dying race, but they never said... I don't know if that's going in the entire expanse of the universe, because there's mentions of, you know, hundreds of thousands of Eldar on craft worlds, and then you you got to count, you know, Dark Eldar, which, being separate, they're still Eldar. You have all the Harlequins, plus the Exodites and some of their own worlds. So I think they're still dying in terms of the universe is gigantic. You know, there's billions... Millions, billions of humans, 
million billions of orcs and nids. They're one of the smaller races, but they're still perfect. Yeah. Okay. I think in my research, the most surprising thing for me about the Eldar, and this is going to go to show how little I paid attention to them before, um, <laughs> was that a craft world is not planet shaped. <laughs> <laughs> No, it is no. Not, it's not enough, sir. I, I always had an image of a craft world being like like freaking Unicron from, from Transformers of just this planet kind of drifting through space. Because, dude, yeah. it has world in the title, but it's just like a regular ginormous ship. Ginormous ship. It's pretty much a giant sailboat. So the, the people who got off before the before the fall, before the birth of Slanesh, they, they flew off on their craft worlds. And, I mean, what stopped them from just, you know, going, oh, we... Whew, we're safe now. Let's go back to just crazy fucking. <laughs> uh, well, because once that happened, being a psychically attuned race as Eldar are, everyone is psychers, they basically felt Slanesh gnawing on their souls because the way it works, since Slanesh was born from the psyche of Eldar being young, horny teenagers, Slanesh now owns every Eldar soul from Dark Eldar, Harlequins, Craftworlds, Exodites. So, hence, that's why we're the. I'm completely blanking on the name. So I want to say Soul Stones. I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever they wear on all their models, every art you see, they have the gem on them. Mm-hmm. So those are when <clears throat> Eldar die, it goes into this. If they're wearing one, their soul goes into the stone, not to the warp where Sinesh gets happy fun time. So it's a it's a dream catcher for your soul. Pretty much. Okay. So right. they, and that's when they learn to, from then it's like, we're not going to have any emotion, anything. We're basically going to be Jedi, except for the lightsabers. Maybe oh, a couple lightsabers. Sucks to be them. Yeah. She gets some lightsabers. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes Jedi good. All that emotion <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, so that's a very truncated and interrupted version of Elder history where, you know, created for war, won the war, got lazy, fucked a bunch, created a god of pleasure. Uh, some people saw it coming and ran away. And now we have the three distinct factions of Eldar. Whereas so technically the, there's... If we want to get technical, there's ooh, five. Ooh. Because you have Craft World, which are the normal Eldar, everyone hates. Mm. Uh, Dark Eldar, the Eldar that hang out in the webways, doing whatever they have, basically being the partying horny teenagers, except now they have guns and swords. I like that you refer to them as the smart ones, <laughs> even though they're <laughs> the ones who are continuing to do exactly what it is that fucked up their race in the yeah. first place. Uh, you have the Harlequins, servants of the Kegarach, the uh, Laughing God. To be technical, they are on a Craft World, so... They're just craft world out there. <laughs> Technically, it spans several planes of existence, so no, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, the Harlequins, and then you have <clears throat> the Corsairs, which are Eldar space pirates, which generally consists of Eldar and Dark Eldar doing whatever they want. And then you have Exodites, probably the single best ones because they're Eldar riding dinosaurs. So they're the Quakers of the Eldar, right? Yes. Okay. Or, or the oh, Mennonites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But the one faction everyone wants, GW does not make because Eldar riding dinosaurs would be too cool. Well, that and Sisters of Battle. Yeah. And Admech. Oh, wait, we got that. So. Yeah, no, we got that. It was one last to complain about. Just scratch <laughs> that off the list. Yeah. But no, I've seen a whole bunch of really cool conversions using Cold One Riders and mm-hmm. then some of the dinosaurs from the, the Lizardmen range yeah. uh, of some just really nice Exodites. I mean... You know, it's almost like good. I, th- I think it's almost better that they don't make them because mm-hmm. I think like in... Uh, we're given so much. I think like this is such a golden era of GW where like any option you have, anything you could ever want, mm-hmm. like they have a kit for it. They can mod it real quick. You can plug and play, and there's your converted orc this and that. And so it is kind of nice to have something that if you want to play it, you can sort of play it, but you know modify rules to go along with it. And then 
but you have to make it. Like there is still like there's a, a prerequisite in order to play that of modeling. <laughs> Which is, there's, there's you something. must model in order to play this. Game. There's something magical about the modern hobbyist. You'd be like, oh man, I want sisters of battle, and they won't make them. And like, well, you know, they have these really sweet uh, lady marine style figures here, and then you have these heads you can get over here. It's like, oh, I'm gonna buy from two separate companies and put them together myself. God's the worst. Like glue in shipping. Yeah. <laughs> My God, that's like $3 extra in shipping. Uh, anyway, back to Eldar. So, our many distinct flavors. Mm. Very many distinct flavors. That's cool. So, personally, well, what would be your favorite flavor of, of Eldar? So, we established you have your Craft World, you have your Harlequins, you got your Dark Eldar, you got your Corsairs, and you have your Exodites. So, you go smart ones or dumb ones? I go with Harlequins. Okay. Are they the dumb ones? Or no, smart? they're actually probably the smartest of the bunch. Okay. Because they started a theater company. Yes. <laughs> everyone died. I just remember the romance novels my mom used to read from Harlequin Press. <laughs> Harlequins are the Eldar who serve Kikarach, the Laughing God, the Trickster God. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the Eldar, one of the, actually, two, technically three of the, uh, Eldar requires so many word, use of the words technical, it's not even funny, <laughs> of the surviving Eldar gods. Uh, he hangs out in the webway where they guard the Black Library, which is a repository of all Eldar's knowledge of chaos, everything in the world. Everyone wants a piece of it. Man, Armin from Chaos Space Marines. Uh, but Harlequins, their entire job is to prevent what is known as Ronda... Ronda... Dronda? Oh, the MMA fighter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, the, what, the Eldar End Times, basically, where mm. the final battle against chaos were decide between the uh if chaos wins or everyone loses but there that's the entire point so considering when eldar are already pretty dickish when they just show up shoot your dad for no reason because he might hurt an eldar later on <laughs> harlequins are probably the worst it seems safe yeah because they'll just show up have a dance routine then murder everyone on the planet and then take off <laughs> well, at least they, they get treated to a show first yeah. <laughs> i mean that's the, the thing is, happy and 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 before this like i said i hadn't really read much into to Eldar history at all, and it's like I saw the Harlequins released, and everyone is kind of losing their mind of, oh my god, these are so awesome, these are coming out, and I'm like, why are they a theater company? That that's, <laughs> but like going through their history there, um, it, it's amazing what they do, and like they're, it's very sinister. It's almost like Batman Jokery, uh, mm-hmm. like because they are majorly responsible for remembering. They're also the historians; they remember everything. Their dances, while well, being a dance troupe, are basically. Interpretive dances. They're, they tell stories between the fall of the Eldar uh, lifestyle and all of that. Because they go between craft worlds and basically put on shows to remind you, don't do this. Bad things happen. Hmm. So very much kind of like you know, like Native American stories yeah. were passed that way, right? Oratory. Yeah. yeah. Through, through the show to remind them that, you know, mindless sex is bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize that I can't get past that point. <laughs> But I think it's amazing that there's this game system, and you know we have all these awesome backstories. Uh-huh. And their their downfall was they just got like super horny, and they just had really outrageous things. They got super wasted. One hell of a kegger. Yeah, they had like one hell of a kegger one Saturday, and then oh god, who's this guy, Slanesh? One thing I he will leave. I, it's really hard for me to pick one, but just the entire backstory of Eldar is great because just they're I think they're one of the more well written races that Geo has actually put out. Because if you read in depth, especially on the internet or even the codexes, it's they're just handled so well. I mean, plenty of people can say, oh, they're dicks, which is true. But their entire reasoning for it is actually very well thought out. I mean, you have the people who... I completely lost my train of thought. 
What's going on for a little bit? John, save me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think what you're trying to say is, yeah, yes, they do appear dicks, but what they are doing is for the benefit of their race. They have their farseers, um, super powerful psychers who can see into the future. Uh, and, and like I said, they might see that, you know, Guardsman Ted is going to... I am Guardsman Ted. He's going to grill like in three years, possibly, if things go his way, could yeah. end up like Buy shooting... a little piece of property somewhere yeah. and get a cow. <laughs> I get a cow. Accidentally <laughs> shoot... Her. Accidentally shoot a farseer <laughs> through the face. Uh, so they'll murder him or so it doesn't steal, happen. Steal my cow. The, the entire Armageddon, the second war in Armageddon was caused... Because a uh, like hundred Eldar might die. A hundred Eldar might die, so let's wipe out this entire planet by shooting orcs at them. Which, effective tactic. I mean, you're going to be honest with it there. Yeah. But that's the kind of like dickishness they're putting across. Is is they still maintain that that look on the the lesser races that you are not important. We are you know dying. We're only hundreds of thousands or millions or, or whatever. What what I've seen as well is the the kind of evolution of the backstory starting from. Kind of space elves, which is you know kind of right rogue trader what they are, mm-hmm. uh, all the way through to the current iteration of them, uh, and mostly in there the, the fascinating part for me is the differences between the relationships between the Eldar and the Dark Eldar and uh, elves and dark elves, or um, elf or, or whatever it is they're <laughs> called now. Yeah. Uh, in, in that it's there, there's not like a massive hatred I believe between Dark Eldar and Eldar. It's just two different bros yep, with different ways of doing things. They. Because in the game, they're Battle Brothers, which is a lot of people thought was super weird. But if you read Lawn and the Fuff, yeah, they have different ways of doing things. And the Eldar look down on Dark Eldar because they're continuing the same practices that led to Sanesh. But Dark Eldar had generally have absolutely no qualms helping out Eldar, but generally come at a price. Like a good point is uh, Valdor, one of the fights between Eldar and Tyranids. They're trying to prevent two Tyranid swarm from meeting, becoming the gigantic. super swarm. Yeah. So a bunch of Dark Eldar showed up. This was with the Craft War Deandon. And so as a inside joke, all of the, a bunch of Dark Eldar started wearing yellow like armbands to make fun of the Craft World, which was great. Because you'd see, like, especially when the, because it was Apocalypse book, you'd see the, the painted image. It's this yellow armband, yellow shoulder pad, just to make fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll help, but they'll be bigger dicks doing it. Yeah, and they, they brought the device to save them, which is basically this giant Psyker-powered bomb. But of course, they left with the tidbit that all the psycho, all the farseers would die. <laughs> it's like we we find that out later. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh no, man, it's good, it's good, yeah. yeah. Uh, so an Eldar, like I said, we they use races to to their benefits. Uh, they've steered Tyranids, they've steered orcs into to things to save craft worlds, to save their their own skin. And it's like I said, it's it's not really. I even lost my train of thought on that one there. It's like I said, I love just how into it they are. And this, you know, like how they value an elder life is just, it's as amazing to me. The, you know, the quote, I think one of the codex is like a human life is in, you know, infinitesimal to a Eldar life just because, well, they do get that hoity-toity, we're space elves, you know, yeah. they look down on you guys. But it's weird because they have this thing, but then during the Horus Heresy, Eldrad, you know, the big main Farseer dude, even tried to save Fulgrim from being an idiot and becoming consumed by Sunesh to steer away. He tried saving him, but failed, and that didn't help the whole horsey thing. And now really <laughs> and now he's a snake. soured him to humans. Oh. Yeah, now Fulgrim's a snake yeah. person. So model-wise in that Elder range, uh, there's some gorgeous, gorgeous models. Uh, personally, I love the uh, Forge World uh, avatar. 
it's mm. it's it's a beautiful beautiful model for avatars what i know they're an incarnation of a god or something but what what goes into an avatar uh avatar is the avatar of Cain, the eldar guard of god of war <laughs> uh, the way it works is what happened is during the whole fall uh he was actually captured by sunesh and then corn was upset he's like you're a wussy you don't get a god of war so they fought <laughs> and then king got exploded into a bunch of little shards that's the pieces of his essence that end up being residing in all the different craft worlds and what happens is there's this in every craft world there's a tomb or mausoleum or whatever that houses basically an inert or uh avatar it's basically made of molten metal um so during times of war dire need times of war the eldar psyche will reverberate so much through it that it will start to warm up and basically start forming back into the avatar and then during that time they choose a exarch one of the aspect warrior soldier sergeant guys to i forget what they call it exactly so when they're going to that they anoint him and put a crown on his head and all this stuff <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of silly. I think they brought they actually don't have it in the newest codex where they explain it all. And they send him in there. Basically he gets consumed horribly, set on fire, melted, and then his soul merges to become the Avatar of Cain, Eldar God of War. Who's yeah. on fire and has a sword. So <laughs> So you're telling me that they reroute entire races to destroy other races to save an elder life, yet they send a dude to die and become an Avatar of Cain so he can be shot before he reaches combat. Yep. <laughs> that was the Eldar were smart. <laughs> the Dark Eldar don't do that, so... No, no, no they just have sex with it. Like, <laughs> stick your dick in the metal. Ooh, it's warm. <laughs> They're getting angrier. <laughs> so, I mean, I know I said we wouldn't really talk about, you know, the table-wise of it, but, I mean, I think we would be remiss to, to not talk about how they play on the table. Um I've seen, I mean, a huge variety of Eldar lists. I mean, I know we joke about Windrider spam or, or sorry, Jetbike spam or things like that. Uh, I've seen entirely Foot Eldar. Uh, I've seen, you know, Psyker Heavy. Uh, I, I think the 7th edition rules really open up to, you know, the the, the allied charts with the Eldar Dark Eldar. I, I think those are some fantastic armies and they come to some fantastic modeling opportunities. Um, what are some of your favorite Eldar armies to play or, or styles to play? Uh, my original favorite was starting out with Wraith Eldar, using pretty much all Wraith units, because uh, you used to be able to walk them as troops, which was nice. I just, just, this, even though they're very plain models, they're still great looking ones, just tall, empowering Wraith statues, which I loved, and then they got horribly changed in the Codex, and I don't know what likes them. <laughs> well, what happened? With well, them? they used, I heard they something used, about D-Flamers. And yeah, all they used guys. to have some of the better guns. Short-range, strength 10 AP1 guns, because they were shooting you, shooting the warp at you, mm-hmm. pretty much what it was. We need to talk about Eldar Weaponry, because that's even worse. Some of their stuff was great. Uh, <laughs> but now they got changed to all be short-range D-weapons, which makes sense in fluff, but game-wise is kind of terrible. But just from the Wraith, little Wraith guys to the Wraith Lords, the taller ones, which I still love, even though they're some of the worst monstrous creatures, just the loping form of them, just towering over even a guardsman is great, to the Wraith Knight, probably one of my favorite models of all time. Everyone hates it, but... Oh, wow. Yeah. And, of course, uh, the Wraith construct being, like, I think, uh, an amazing part of that Eldar story. As you mentioned, they all carry their, their soul stones around their necks, so when they die, they get to stay in permanent purgatory. Uh, inside of well, no, they, they 
go in, and they put it in the infinity circuit, and then they swim with all the other souls, and it's all a giant party. <laughs> so, so I remember as a kid, like I um, I'd collect some of them. I never really mm-hmm. played with them, but um, I like wraith lords were usually like I had a couple of them and loved them. But I remember there was like a psychic wraith lord, right? What do they do with that? Does it come back in the fluff? Did they like? Did the Tyranids eat them all? <laughs> it did come back. The spirit. They're called Wraith Seers. Okay. Uh, I know they used to be in the old Codex. They left, and now they're only available on Forge World, one okay. of the books. Basically, they're a Farseer or a Warlock soul mm-hmm. into a because all the Wraith units, Wraith Guard, Wraith Lords, are all powered by Soulstone, so yeah. they're undead robots, but uh, cooler Necrons, like Space Ranger Dreadnoughts, but without a physical oh, yeah. corpse in there. So what does that I mean? Is it their entire original psyche that goes into it? So it's like the same person, but yo, dude's got a robot body. It's Jeff. Yeah. No, no, Pretty Jeff's much a guardsman. <laughs> guardsman Jeff. He was the custom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was. <laughs> yeah, because they're the soul. It's really weird. The soul is empowered to control the body, similar like you said to a dreadnought, except yeah. without the flesh. So even even if the wraith body gets destroyed, you can just pick the gem up, put it back. But it's similar to a Necron thing where they do slowly start to lose what they are. Mm-hmm. And this kind of comes into, because there's two separate, there's a Wraith Guard and what are called Wraith Blades, which are the ones that run up and punch you. Uh, the Wraith Blades are the ones that have gotten kind of so far beyond what they are, all they really see is rage and forget what they are. So oh, the Wraith so Blades are Yeah. Okay. And you just throw in my people. <laughs> <laughs> They were the nastiest unit, though. I mean, not this codex, but but last codex, uh, I played against an army where he had. Uh, I finally destroyed his last uh, wave serpent. And I was just doing work in my army, and then I was like, "Oh, all these wraith blades are coming out." I'm like, "Oh, what are wraith blades?" I'm like, "Oh, it's just you know this, this, this." I'm like, "Oh, that sucks." <laughs> They're really nice, except I wish they had two wounds. Oh, they don't. Uh... Their toughness six, three of oh, armor okay. save. They're only one wound, oh, okay, which makes them less than spectacular. Toughness six is gross. Yeah, they will. They can yeah. last against most things in close combat just because you can't hurt them. But <laughs> try throwing four hundred hits at it, see how long it survives. <laughs> oh, then, oh, yeah. yeah, orcs, 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 orcs. <laughs> I rolled a unit of thirty boys into like seven wraith, uh, wraith blades, and uh-huh. they wiped Unworked. wiped him in one turn. Wow, dice were well, dude, one hundred and twenty attacks on the charge. Uh, yeah. Well, what what happened is my opponent. He was he was <laughs> he was kind of new to the game. Okay. It was a it was a thousand point game, so I went boy happy, uh-huh. and then he infiltrated his wraith blades. I mean, yeah, within nine or twelve inches of my boys. Okay, so I'm like, are are you sure you want to do that? And he's like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> so then I, I move him up six inches, and then I tell him, I'm oh, you can't charge him the first turn. I'm like, no, no, you can. He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they're really good at killing smaller units but against anything larger than like unit size five they immediately die so what's your uh so you, you're a big fan of the wraith that would you so your favorite unit would be the the wraith, wraith units honestly wraith unit. yeah. so what about craft worlds because they're fairly different uh societies even though you know they're they're doing their whole uh no emotion thing because well well you know it's kind of stupid because you can't create two gods of pleasure they will try oh. yeah. anyway does it just make it stronger I mean, this make it stronger. harder. <laughs> yeah, maybe no. they had to move it from fantasy into 40k because they were doing so well that they needed to <laughs> get the second slash. Yeah, that's why they got dropped in fantasy. Or uh, just like So, what's going to be your uh, your your best craft world? Probably to go along with Wraith units, Yandon. But Yandon also has the sad story of every one of them has to have a sad story, which involves half of their craft board being blown up by an exterminatus missile. Oh. hilarious. <laughs> really? I thought yeah. they got hit by Nids. 
Well, that was before the Nids. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was okay. literally just because the way it works is the Anon started out as one of the stronger craft worlds. They were crusading against chaos, you know, helping the Imperium out, murdering chaos left and right. And then, lo and behold, one little Artok named Prince Uriel, mm-hmm. poor guy, uh, he's picked a fight with this rogue chaos marine. He had his own little empire going on. So he's like, you know, you're, you're annoying. We're going to take you out. So he ends up engaging his whole fight, and the climactic fight is they're fighting. And as his main ship's getting blown up, the Chaos Guy launches, like, a bunch of his... Apparently he had a bunch of, exter- like, uh, cyclonic torpedoes, mm. which I don't know why he just had them. <laughs> why so not? he launches a bunch of them, but since Uriel had involved so much of his fighters doing it, there's, like, two or three ships left just defending. And these craft worlds, as John said, they're, well, not planet size. they're still massive things. So you can't, like, turn to avoid things. So they shoot all of them but one down, and there's one that collides with the craft world, taking out, you know, a huge chunk of it. Thousands of Eldar get murdered, and that's why Prince Uriel left. And then Nids happened. <laughs> but then Uriel came back, yeah, to to, to help deal with the Nids because they're like, oh dang. And then yeah. they go mostly owned by the the, the Tyranids. Yeah, that's why they become mostly Wraith units, uh, fluff wise, because everyone is dead. Yeah. Well, I think to, to get a piggyback on what you're saying there, I mean, my like from what I've read about Craft Worlds, I really I'm I'm going to butcher pronunciations because but it's the Malanthi. Oh, Mountaintop, yeah. Yeah, Mount, that, that. but I think my favorite thing about that story is that the Tyranids come and they start invading this craft world, and they're invisible to the people. So the, the Eldar, they they do their best. They fight them back. They destroy everyone. Uh, they they just they they completely they do amazing. I mean, obviously killing all the Nids. They forget about one single Zoanthrope who landed near their uh, psychic circuit, Infinity Circuit, yeah, Infinity yeah. Circuit, mm-hmm. and uh, ate all the Eldar souls in oh, the webway <laughs> and just. Destroyed. He went the Super Saiyan. Yeah, he went Super Saiyan. He absorbed <laughs> all the souls to the point where they couldn't hurt him because he got all the X-rays like vampiric, like a horse. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> Dang vampire horses. Yeah. So I think Phil just cringed. Yeah. <laughs> or, or laughed really loudly for five now, minutes. Now I we have to explain the joke to the uh, people listening. That, mm-hmm. No, we're not. No, no. You have to go back to yeah. the episode two or three. Thanks. <laughs> thanks two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, just get them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I love that story because it, it continues with the kind of the tragic theme of the Eldar where they did everything right and they were still still super punished by it because they forgot one zoanthrope. I mean, like it's it's just a fantastic story for me. Well, I'm just trying to think of like the – yeah, so we have like the, the Quaker elves who are the – the Exodites, <laughs> or the, oh, sorry, the the Mennonites. So now you have the the, the, the Amish elves. Yeah, yeah. So so the uh, um, it seems like the uh, okay. So we have Dark Eldar, who are probably like old style Satanists, mm-hmm. and then you probably have the uh, uh, so Craft World are like the uh, O'Day Catholics. They're just punishing themselves constantly, right? Like they have to wear like the you got to flog themselves. Yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. Yeah, go. and going kind of like that, <laughs> I would bring up is it's. The best way to describe it is to Fluff as, while Eldar are fairly low-key, mellow people, mm-hmm. in battle, they're always attributed to be some of the fiercest fighters, you know, pulling off the dagger dang- maneuvers. And I wish I remembered the quote before I came here, but it was from an, one of the Inquisitors who explained that they are so well-trained that they can actually cut off, like, part of their psyche to only focus then on battle. And, like, so they don't feel anything because all they're focusing on battle, so none of their emotions get ahead of them. Hmm. And that's what makes them so dangerous, is they are trained to basically be better space marines. <laughs> and just trained to fight solely on that, and then eventually come back to being normal and not really have any recollection or emotion attached to that fight. 
So they should like all have Field of Pain. Oh yeah, yeah. Toughness Three, bro. Eternal Warrior, yeah, who Field cares? of Pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you got doubled out by Lasgun Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so yeah, I, like I said, the Eldar is a fascinating race. It's it's a huge topic. I mean, uh, we've been all over the place from you know the the start. Uh, it's there's there's so much. I mean, honestly, I mean, one of the reasons I really like them, the the miniature range, I think, is amazing. Um, I don't have nearly enough of the time though to be able to do a miniature range like that justice. But there there's some amazing models out there. My only gripe with the miniature range is that of an army that is so focused on its aspect warriors being, you know, the main part of the entire army. All but two of them are still fine cast. Oh. It's so terrible. Fine cast is the worst. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm about spiders. About it, yeah. uh, you have two of the same pose, and they're all one piece. Have fun. Uh-huh. However, they do wound on initiative, and screw you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Squiggles. Yeah. Initiative one. <laughs> initiative one, Squiggles is terrified of warp spiders. <laughs> I, the game I played against Collins Eldar, uh-huh. I'm sure it could have done better if I could focus on anything, but I had to focus everything on those two squads of damn warp spiders because they would have just destroyed everything before uh-huh. I even started. You got a flavor boat on them. <sighs> and then they died. <laughs> and then they died, yeah. Huh. So, a force speed recommend on the table, a very cool backstory. Uh, the, the the eternally dying race, the you know the, the aloof lords of the galaxy that you know look down on the land. I mean, I I think they're 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 pretty neat, just not on the table. Okay. <laughs> just, just not, not on, the, on table. the table. No, uh, Ted. What? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> so this, this has not been what? Ted involved uh, yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah, it's the one army I've avoided. Yeah. <laughs> Painting and owning. <laughs> May it but, still continue. Yeah. <laughs> at some point, when I'm when I'm confident enough to paint soul stones. <laughs> like, oh, so many jams. So many jams. It's actually, only one people. Like like figures more. Oh yeah, I, I I see them painted with like every little bump is like a stone. No, especially on some of the wraith ones, it's generally always the one that's like right in the, you know right in the chest. But because uh-huh. like, I see wraith knights, you know, looks like they're chicken pox. Oh yeah, like bedazzle me before yeah. battle. <laughs> Bring me my gems. This is my forearm soul stone. Yeah, <laughs> for the soul of my forearm. <laughs> that's it's the only time I don't like some paint jobs when people do that because oh, okay. I've well, seen no, I didn't I've seen that. some look really good, but then <laughs> I've seen white on you know white body paint and then red. It's like you. So, so what are those lumps then? I mean, if they're, they're not, just the armor, the way the armor is designed. They put a lump there, yeah. like tumors, yeah. or something. Okay. So now I, I want to see kind of just a, a hilarious comedy sketch of two elder guys in the ground. Like one guy has just died, and then someone goes to retrieve his soul stone, soul stone, but can't figure out which one it is. Oh yeah. Like like a guy with too many keys for one lock. <laughs> like where is that son of a it's bitch? A, what, I know we should park off with that, but good point. You just go to the model range. It's great just to compare the separate models from each faction. Because you have, you know, you have the Eldar with the way their armor is. It's basically just, you know, the flowing armor piece that all fits together like a suit. And you look at Dark Eldar, who are covered in knives. Mm-hmm. And then you have Harlequins. Because the power of boners is strong. Yeah. And then Harlequins oh, wearing long bell bottoms, leather jackets, oh, wow. and scarves. <laughs> the most 80s, like, anti-drug PSA gang ever. Which is really sad <laughs> is there used to be an Eldar upgrade kit to the jet bikes that was a leather jacket Eldar. I'm not even joking. <laughs> just, it was a leather jacket. They can make a biker gang of Eldar. Yeah. Oh, good God. Well, I think biker gang of Eldar is a, is a good place to stop yeah. at there. Uh, we're going to be right back. We're going to talk about what we learned. And, uh, yeah, add time. Add time. Add time. Add time.
Bye. Bye. Bye, Mennonite ice cream. No, <laughs> Mennonite ice cream. <laughs> that, that'd be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no I'm <shaking>. Shaldar. <laughs> no high fructose corn syrup that. <laughs> Fear consumed my every waking moment. It wasn't rational, but there it was, ruining my life. Then one day I came across a book called How to Be a Cheating Asshole. From the very first chapter, it helped me to confront my fear head on. In a world filled with easy answers and cheap solutions, How to Be a Cheating Asshole showed me that the way out of my despair was to use loaded dice and not declare what I'm rolling. Its message was so strong and so real that it put me on the road to a happier, more fulfilling life. And it made my fear a part of my past. Stop by your local retailer now for a copy of How to Be a Cheating Asshole, also available in audiobook, read by somebody who only sounds like Donald Trump. Welcome back. (sighs) Man. Eldar is a surprisingly large topic. Holy cow. Goes on forever. Yeah. Goes on. Unlike uh, their race. Boom. boom. Roasted. So. Too soon. What? A, too soon. It was, was 20,000 years ago. Too soon. Jeez. So, uh, what did we learn today? Anyone? Colin, as our guest. I know more about you second can go edition last. than yeah. Ted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we learned that Colin, Colin has a fantastic knowledge of second edition. I've <laughs> read the book. Yeah. <laughs> Which goes completely against everything I remember about second edition, <laughs> about having to spend a lot of time reading the book. Uh, we learned that the Tau are getting some you know, nice new models, and I'm a little too salty about a couple of yeah. them there. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a little bit. I think, uh, I think uh, Morton's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So someone needs to learn get, that it's plastic space toys. Right. Your duty is to go to your room. Yeah, you said duty. Three, three Our Fathers <laughs> and four Hail Marys <laughs> or whatever. Oh, man. I, mean, uh, new, I, I have in my, my show notes here um, uh, October or, or October in full force, new kits, Forge World, net reaction, new kits include Storm Surge, Ghost Keel, and of course the for- Forge World Fuck You Inator. Jeez. Oh, so I want to get one of the balls and stencil. <laughs> it was salty. Yeah. on the yeah. angle. Oh, heart disease levels, but no. So we learned <laughs> we learned that things come into the meta that we don't like, but pretty soon we'll figure out how to kill them. And then... <laughs> this is America. This is America. Yeah. There's things that show up that we don't like. We figure out how to kill it. Yeah. Usually if guns. It, if it's not with a bill, it's with a lawyer. <laughs> if it's not with a lawyer, it's with a coal rolling truck. Fuck you, environment. <laughs> <laughs> And we we learned that uh, Eldar are well. I want to say mustache twirly villains mm. because you know villains, I didn't catch the villain part. Well, I think you know, well, honestly, they cause you know millions of humans death a year just because an Eldar might stub his toe. And, yeah. so. <laughs> in in fiction, the the best uh, villains and bad guys and the most relatable ones are the ones that you understand their motives and they truly believe their motives. Their motives though are against your morals, which is something I believe the Eldar are. So. So I don't think that it's so much like villain. I, th- I think they just have like borderline personality disorder, and they don't regulate very well. So I think that they're just like overstepping. Like, there's wait, 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 wait. You you don't like my shirt? Oh, I didn't say that. I just didn't notice it. You don't like my shirt? You don't fucking like my shirt? See, that's then or- that's when that's you get three million orcs in your plan. Yeah, you're <laughs> like that person doesn't like my shirt. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> no, no, he's like this person didn't like my shirt. Why did you kill him? And I'm like, oh, his um. He was going to kill, like, 50 Eldar <laughs> in the future. Uh, no, I think they're villains. I, I know. <laughs> okay. Why? They have the most peaceful weapons. They only have one sniper rifle that shoots a hole in you, and then you get sucked into the warp, James Bond villain style, like the plane. I have that weapon, too, kind of. Um, oh, man. Shock attack guns. It's great. He shoots a hole into you, and you just get 
sucked in in the in the in the general scheme of 40k in the landscape and this is the last one to talk about eldar (laughs) you have you have tyranids who are your faceless horde of death and you ah terror okay you have your real mustache twirling villains of the necrons and who I really want to model just a bunch of mustaches on. <laughs> no, you need to you got to go full sombrero, mustache, poncho. And then you have <laughs> have the person who was the hero, but the was it the Batman quote? You you die a hero, or you live long enough to <laughs> see like become the villain. That's that's your Eldar. They are the back. I keep on moving in different ranges. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about, about it. Mixing metaphors. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, that, that's I see them as, as villains of the thing. So and I think everything I, I've, I've heard today has solidified that. But then again, so is the Imperium of Mass. So uh, yeah, we slightly yeah. recycle their people. Yeah, recycle people. <laughs> oh, dude, that's a good ad. <laughs> so I like green, that, Sterling Green. Yeah. It's people. Exactly. So yeah, we learned uh, elder villains. Mm-hmm. That's how it's coming. I need to be less salty about it. Um, and Sterling Green is people. That's good. Colin, yeah. thank you for joining us today. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, no problem whatsoever. So uh, I guess for, for Ted and for, well, talk for yourself, Ted. For uh, for what I learned? Or yeah, what did you, yeah, what did you learn? Um, your my wife makes wonderful pizza. She does. She did a very good she job does. with the barbecue Great radio. chickens. Yeah. I like her chickens. I used to... Do you like her chickens? Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> chicken used to give me gas i don't think it's doing that anymore so um i'm kind of bummed about that i was hoping to take the mic off and give you guys all a uh, interplay um yeah well I, th- I think i learned a lot more about eldar than i than i than i, than I wanted about to it. know yeah <laughs> in one ear not the other <laughs> well i remember like all the witticisms that i had come up with or thought about coming up with so that that'll at least solidify a few things. Like I, I, I will definitely remember that they're Mennonites. <laughs> I <laughs> the uh, elder Mennonites ride uh what is it, hairless squirrels. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I learned today that Ted probably sat at home with a note because Oh my god, I'm called the Mennonites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that would make it perfect is if there was like a book under the table or something where Ted was like, Well yeah, those guys are just Mennonites. <laughs> Okay, well, this has been episode seven of Mob Rules. Uh, Mob Rules. There's no echo on that. Oh, Uh, that's terrible. Yeah, we're good. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, We appreciate everyone. Remember to check out our Facebook page. The horrible links are coming. Uh, And also, oh, oh, oh. There we go. There it was. There's the chicken. Is that all we need is an air horn. We perfect. For, for he won't let me air horn. I've <laughs> no. tried to connect it. It's, it's the white devil. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Every time I plug a product, Ted farts. So yeah, check us out on Facebook. Uh, Ted has put up some really awesome pictures of his Morkonauts. Yeah. Um, excited about it. I haven't done anything with it because I've been busy playing other stuff what oh with your facebook yeah on the facebooks yeah yeah well the nice thing is is both of us post as mob rules so yeah. nobody has to know yeah. actually i think that people like doesn't my, help that you both play orcs by morkonauts yeah exactly I, I think people like liked it thinking it was you posting it <laughs> so you post anything about models so i i post everything dash john because oh, then, yeah. oh, then okay. that way it's different but yeah okay yeah. long enough outro thank you everyone we'll see All you right. again in two weeks thank you very much peace love with chicken grease yeah that's right you just ruined my outro. Okay, try it again. Try it again. Go no, ahead. No, Go. No. All right. Bye. Peace, love, chick, grease. <laughs>
join our Facebook group and be part of the conversation at facebook.com forward slash mob rules AK. You can also email us at the mob at tophat arts.com. Thanks for checking us out, and we will see you in two weeks. Uh, go for it. Spoiler alert. Joke's about giving people the DR ahead. It's episode seven, seven of Mob Rules. There was no delay. What the, f- what the fuck? That's so meta. Let's use it. <laughs> 11 single delay. Oh, okay. Double delay. Double delay. Double delay. Oh. 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 <laughs> yo, 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 y